a playlist original. What's up, superhero fans? Welcome back to Soup's Disputes, the show where I sit down with producer, talent manager, industry insider, and mega fan Brad Lambert, and we come together to debate the most divisive superhero topics and talk about the, the hottest superhero news. Today, we are not joined alone. We are joined with Janelle Wheeler, partner Twitch streamer and host over there at comicbooknation at comicbook.com. Janelle, welcome to the podcast Guys, she's going to be a series regular on every episode, talking superheroes with me and Brad. So, Janelle, welcome. Hey, <laughs> welcome, I am Janelle. so excited to be here. I'm so happy to hang out with you guys. I uh, I love it. First of all, I said this before we started the podcast. I'm like, do I call you soups or do I call you Matt? Because it is confusing. So I am going to be referring to these guys as Brad and Matt. And I am actually going to be the ringleader asking them the big questions. So with that, we're going to start with the very first one. Breaking news. Marketing starts for Zack Snyder's Justice League have dropped. We have three new posters, three new posters for this awesome release. I'm saying awesome because I'm very excited about it. Um, a trailer is supposed to be coming out on Valentine's Day. It's rumored. We don't know for certain yet. Um, but now that they have started marketing for Zack Snyder's Justice League, what are your expectations for this? Um, it's going to be an alternate version, obviously, but I want to know your thoughts. Let me hear them. We're starting with you, Brad. You know, I'm excited. I, for one, did not care for the first Justice League. I was very let down considering they took some of the most iconic characters and delivered that. Um, Obviously, there was a lot going on, so we'll give them the benefit of the doubt. Um, But with this Snyder Cut, Soups and I have talked about this, um, you're opening the doors for a lot of problems by giving the fans this alternate cut. You didn't like the first one. Let's make a fit about it. We want another cut. Here it is. If this cut is not good, you you have really dug yourself a very deep hole. Yeah. And it sets a bad precedent for any of the other films that they do. Aquaman 2, you know, Shazam, whatever. They don't like it. We want a so-and-so cut. You know, we want the air cut like it, yeah. it just starts this trend where I'm, I'm all for like director's cut on Blu-ray and things like that. But like this is not what we're talking about. We're talking like we want a different version of the movie because the first one sucked. That's what we're talking about. And and I'm very excited because I love these characters. But like I hope it's good for their sake, because if it's not all the money they put into this, all the previous issues that the first one had it's just going to pile on tenfold so i'm excited i can't wait four hours of hopefully epic goodness um but yeah we're we're almost there it's it's now february guys like we're here we got a one month ish left let's have some fun all right Okay, now I've heard that a, a certain Matt gets pretty heated when it comes to Justice League, so I am very interested to hear your thoughts on this. Please, he's wringing his hands. He's ready to go, ladies and gentlemen. I'm ready. So, first of all, you guys, if you guys are tuning in right now, you guys know how passionate I am about Henry Cavill's Superman. So, I, more than anyone else, more than anyone on the planet, am extremely excited to see the Snyder Cut because, first of all, Henry Cavill Superman in a black suit. More of Henry Cavill Superman in general. Sign me up. More of Ben Affleck's Batman. Sign me up. More of Gal Gadot as Wonder Woman. Sign me up. 
these are literally the greatest characters of all time. And we're going, going to see the movie that should have been made in the first place. We're going to see the movie that we should have seen in the first place. And Brad, you know what? I'm with you, bro. Warner Brothers, even though this is a great move by Warner Brothers and that this was this entire project is all about fan service. And I'm glad that Warner Brothers is finally kind of branding themselves to listen to the fans, give the fans what they want. That's what this project is all about. And I hope they continue that trend moving forward and giving the fans what we want. Um, Man of Steel 2, please, Warner Brothers, if you're listening, <laughs> Man of Steel 2. We're just going to have that playing in the background under this entire episode quietly, and it's going to ASMR everyone. Yes. It's great. You know, but, you know, as I continue on my point, they've dug up, they've dug, they're in a tough spot right now. Because again, if this cut flops, one, the fan, I feel like the fandom in general is just going to feel extremely betrayed because, you know, just when Zack Snyder was talking about this cut on social media, not even putting out any promo images, just him talking about the cut, he put this picture in the fan, in the entire fandom's head of just the perfect Justice League movie. A movie with Darkseid, a movie with Martian Manhunter, a movie where Superman comes back. So right now, going into this cut, every fan has just the perfect Justice League movie imprinted in their head. And if this cut isn't that, then I feel that a lot of fans are going to be let down and it isn't going to be what everyone expects it to be. Now, on the other hand, another reason why this is a bad thing is because if it is everything we expect it to be and it's the greatest Justice League movie we could have ever imagined we're not going to see the future of this storyline. Right. That's my biggest qualm. We're not going to see this continue. Like, yes. And it's just, it's so bittersweet because would we love to see this cut be the justice league movie we should have gotten in the first place? Yes. That's what I I hope we see. Yeah. But at the same time, it's like, damn, we're not going to see justice. Didn't they originally want it in two separate movies too? Like they, they weren't trying to put all that information into one movie. So we were going to have that extra taste and we're not getting that. So we have to get it in way of one four hour (laughs) movie, which I mean, if, if I can give my opinion, I am my motto and everyone kind of knows me for this is more content. I just scream more content, more content, especially during 2020 because we were lacking so much. Yes. And, um, I'm not going to lie. I'm, I'm sorry. I apologize in advance. I was very pumped about this. But since the release of so much Marvel content coming out now, finally, <laughs> this has completely, like, completely fallen by the wayside for me. I was the biggest fan and I was so excited for this to come out. And now I'm just going to like, oh, yeah, that's cool. Like, I'm going to check it out. But I'm not I'm not like losing it. I'm not losing it the way I am for Loki to come out. I'm not like absolutely losing it yeah. for the next episode of WandaVision. And I actually would have preferred the four parts. I agree. Um, yeah, I think same. I think this is a big bad decision to go all at one time because you can, you know, build hype and excitement. 100%. And um, so I am a little bummed out about that. But what I am excited about personally is um, because I am more Marvel heavy with my comic book reading, I don't know the history as much behind the Justice League. I did feel very confused and disjointed by the role of Cyborg. I didn't even know what he was in this Mm -hmm. movie. I was so confused. And also Flash's backstory. So I heard that we're going to get both of their stories at length. And that is what I'm most looking forward to, honestly, is understanding these characters and their role within this universe because I didn't really understand it to begin with. 
Yeah. And, and, you know, Snyder has always said it from the past that Cyborg was the heart of this movie. Just crazy. For us to see those, you know, those flashback scenes of him playing football, you know, just the flashback scenes with him and his dad, like that builds the character. And especially because this is a movie where we're introduced to the majority of these characters for the first time. Yeah. You know, we're introduced to Flash, Cyborg, Aquaman. We're introduced to Martian Manhunter. We're introduced to all of these characters all at once. And it's like, it's almost like they're combining Avengers 1, Age of Ultron, Infinity War, and Endgame all in one movie. And... (laughs) There's a lot at stake a long here. Long movie. Thank God we can pause it and walk out. Yeah. <laughs> if we need to use that, the restroom. Look, look, I'll say this. You know, a big a problem lot. with DC I have dating back to the start of this whole thing. Man of Steel came out awesome. Then they kind of were a little bit too concerned about what was happening across the street. They truly were. And and what's funny is Disney and Marvel gave them the playbook for how to do this. Marvel spent 10 plus years establishing each individual character and then jumping into small crossovers and then bigger crossovers and then Avengers and then Civil War and then Infinity War and Endgame. They built to that. But Mm -hmm. you were so invested in each individual character from the, the top characters to the minor characters like Darcy, you know, like you're so invested. But they went from Man of Steel straight to Civil War, (laughs) straight to Endgame. And you're just like, it doesn't, it doesn't work like that. And yeah. that's the problem with this, where I agree, it should have been, it should have stayed in the four parts because you you generate that yeah. hype, you can mm-hmm. have cliffhangers, it builds. You can, yeah, mm-hmm. and you can build that momentum. But my my problem, like you said, soups, was if this hits as they're promising, that's like us getting that shot in Avengers where Thanos shows his face and then never seeing Thanos again. Yeah. It's like what we'll, we'll never get the epic ending to this storyline. Is line. it for sure? Like, is it completely never even possible to well, bring here, him back and well, give here, him that platform? Here's here's the one good thing they have going for him, which is a big risk, is the Flash movie. So if this yeah, hits, yeah. they could use the Flash movie to fix a lot of this and basically say, oh, Barry screwed up the timeline. It's an alternate reality and we have a new Batman and we have a new Superman and da 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 whatever. Whatever route they decide to go. But that is, I think, what they're leaning on where they're kind of like, oh, if gosh. this does well, we could still save this universe. But okay. it's like, it's sad that we even got to this point, guys. Like, it's it's ridiculous. Yeah, I agree. So let's move it on. Let's, I think we all know we're going to watch it. We're going to yeah, weigh in on it on 100%. the pod. It's we want to engage with everyone at us on all of the platforms and we're excited. We'll be watching along with you. Let's move it on to the next topic. Ryan Reynolds has confirmed that Deadpool three was originally going to be a buddy cop movie. Uh, did not know that oh. with both Hugh Jackman's Wolverine and Ryan Reynolds as Deadpool. That is wild. Um, before the Disney Fox merger, what are your thoughts? Who wants to go first? Who is like most opinionated about this? Matt is holding Brad, his face. Brad, I'll let you take this one. Okay, Brad, a, go for Brad, it. I need a couple of breaths, bro. You take <laughs> uh, I was really devastated to hear this because I think that is a movie any of us would love to see. First off, Ryan Reynolds and Hugh Jackman together just as normal people amazing so to have their characters which we we got a tease in the kind of end credit sequence at the end of devil 2 where we got to see them interact as those characters but like to have a full-fledged film with them as a buddy cop kind of adventure 
that I mean, like Thor Ragnarok was so good because we had that element of Thor and Hulk and Valkyrie and Loki and that buddy cop kind of thing jumping around the universe. So to have that with Deadpool and Wolverine would just be iconic. Here's what I'll say though. Now that it's under the MCU and Disney, they they have to figure something out. I mean, oh, if yeah. anything, Hugh Jackman would be even more willing to come back to be part of the MCU, even oh if gosh. it's first. What if second. they did? What if they brought Wolverine back and not Hugh Jackman's Wolverine? How would you guys feel about that? Well, he, honestly, my my thought on this is, I think we may see him. God, no, no, no proof. Just my theory. And like a Doctor Strange in Multiverse Madness, you see him for a split second in the MCU. I would love that they interact, but they are going to have to recast Wolverine and have their <sighs> version of these characters. Because as much as I would love to see him return, it's just not going to happen. I mean, it's just for longevity purposes, right? right? They want this to last for ten plus years. He's kind of aged out to an mm-hmm. extent. As much as I love him, and I would give anything to see him return, but I still think there's a possibility with the multiverse and shambles that maybe he does appear in Deadpool three in some capacity, um, knowing that the multiverse is a mess. Um, but yeah, it, it's disappointing to hear that. But knowing Disney and and how they are the masters of fan service and they deliver. True. I wouldn't be surprised if there's some way they try to find those elements now that we know that Hugh Jackman was going to be in the third Deadpool. Dude, Matt. When, I, when I heard, <laughs> okay, when I heard this news, like I was just torn to shreds, <laughs> I'm being honest, because I am so excited to finally see Deadpool in the MCU interacting with all of these different characters Same. that we know and love. Yes. But hearing that if, you know, they would have, if they would have stayed to the original course, we would have seen that movie with Deadpool and Wolverine and not just like a movie where like Wolverine shows up at the end and we see them interact a movie that follows both of them going throughout this entire journey. And Brad, you know, I think I'm with you, bro. A ton of people are looking at this news and just immediately taking it off the table as if this can't happen in Deadpool three. Now it makes even more sense with something like in multiverse of madness down the line. Right. And again, if, if I would have told both of you right now, you know, if the rumors are true, if I would have told both of you guys right now that Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield were going to come back and reprise their roles as Spider-Man. I would have said, nope. <laughs> How? That's <laughs> what I would have asked. How? <laughs> exactly. But it's so, because I'm a boy. Doctor Strange. Let's go. <laughs> exactly. Anything is possible with the multiverse. So yeah. they could easily bring back Hugh and have... You know, him, trans. first of all, transition into the MCU with Deadpool because Deadpool and him are still in the same universe, technically. Mm-hmm. And because Ryan Reynolds is his version of Deadpool is coming over into the MCU, it would only make sense for it to be involved at some capacity with Multiverse of Madness. And right. then again, down the line, we're obviously going to have to see Wolverine recast Ugh. at some capacity, which I'm all for it because at the end of the day, we have to move on. And OK, but who do you put in that see- role? Taryn Edgerton. Hey. <laughs> Taryn Edgerton. Brad, do you have someone? I, I agree. Bro, no, this I man agree. got yeah. snubbed for best actor for Rocket Man. If you haven't seen Rocket Man, go watch so Rocket good. Man. But he he was fantastic in the Kingsman films. So like so that's good. that's oh, where gosh. I was like this this guy's got yeah, like the Me action he, dude, he's he is he is box office. Yeah. So I think, good. I think he would crush it. Plus he's he's the size. Yeah. Of Logan. Like and, he's and he, he's short. young. He has the acting chops. Yeah. 
Okay. So here's my question. I, I actually added a question onto this for both of you guys. Let's yes. get it. How we're going to wrap it. Obviously we want, we're going to have a Deadpool movie. If they were going to do this in some other way with some other character besides Wolverine, who would you want to put in that place? <laughs> All right, Matt, go ahead. <laughs> this is a Hail Mary pick, but Brad, you know how much I want this character back. I want R rated Deadpool three, with Deadpool and John Bernthal's Punisher. Yes. <laughs> Give me it. Oh my gosh. Standing Give me ovation. Yeah. Give me it. Yes. I'm about look, that. Look, think about it for a sec. I'm a walking dead. Hugh Jackman's person, so. Wolverine and John Bernthal's Punisher, they're both similar in just like their character stereotype and their personality. 100%. You know, Bernthal's is very, just like a very grizzled, mm-hmm. dark character. And with Deadpool around throwing in all these different jokes, it would just make for the greatest interaction. Like that is comedy at its finest. It's almost like, you know, the the relationship between Falcon and the Winter Soldier just Agreed. on steroids. Agreed. Yeah. So I would love to see them ha- that happen. Just to see John Bernthal's Punisher come back. You guys know how much I want to see that happen and how how po- how possible That's great. it is now moving forward. So that is my pick, Brad. How about you? Well, uh, you know, I love John Bernthal's Punisher. I think John's incredible and his performance uh, as Frank Castle was just, amazing so i would be all for that but we've seen it in the comics but i think it would be hilarious to have r-rated deadpool 3 with deadpool and tom holland's spider-man i I think that would be hilarious because tom is so quiet and reserved his peter parker so to have the raunchy over the top deadpool uh that dynamic would just be hysterical and he would just be poking and teasing Peter Parker the whole time. And I just think it would be a nice uh, extremes from one end to the other. <laughs> I love that. That's perfect. Well done. You guys didn't know that question was coming to you. And I threw, I threw it at you unexpectedly. Good question. job. All right. Topic number three, Michael B. Jordan stated that he is open to returning for Black Panther 2. Do you think it's a good idea to bring his character back? We'll start with you, Brad. I, I love Michael B. Jordan. I think he's fantastic. Uh, seeing Killmonger come back would be quite interesting. I think it would be an awesome move for the sake of Chadwick. Mm-hmm. Um, him and Michael B. were obviously very close friends. I think it would be cool to have him return at whatever capacity they can um, to kind of, I don't want to say take up the legacy or the mantle, but just to have a piece of Chadwick continue on, especially from someone who cares about him the most. Um, mm-hmm. So... Obviously, that wasn't planned uh, when they shot the first one to have Killmonger one and done. Um, So now, you know, who knows? I don't know how they would do it. But once again, with the multiverse, maybe everything just bleeds through and, you know, characters just reappear. Um, But yeah, that element of of Chadwick's relationship with Michael, I think would be really cool to just keep that living on. I mean, he is technically an heir, correct? Yeah, 100%. So that would actually fit pretty well also. Correct. And I know that they said the whole storyline isn't going to be about one specific person. So yes. if they could just fit him in somewhere, I'm, I would love it too. Uh, Matt, what do you think? So when it comes to this subject, it's a very touchy subject just because just the Black Panther fran- franchise in general, 100%. it's just, it's, it's, a, it's at in a soft point. Mm-hmm. So when it comes to, all right, we don't have Chadwick anymore. Who, who's going to take up this mantle? And, you know, I, I've said this for the longest time that, I think to have Shuri just take up the mantle after T'Challa, I think that would kind of take away from Shuri's journey mm-hmm. and her 
you know, growth into eventually becoming that character. Instead of just shoehorning her into like filling this void, I feel like it would have taken away from her journey to eventually becoming the female Black Panther. Right. Is that confirmed that they are definitely going to have her become the female Black Panther? I I mean, it's what's most likely going to happen at this point. It seems obvious. Like the obvious. I've heard heard Nakia, which was his love interest in the first one, Mm -hmm. and uh, Shuri. So, you know, it's it's interesting to see how this plays out because they could go his significant other route. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Pick up the mantle, which would be cool. And obviously, Lupita Luongo She's is... She's built for that level of mm-hmm. unbelievable. Yes. Um, so she would crush that. But I agree. I agree with Matt. I, I think the... Um, I love Shuri. Uh, I think she's such a great character in her own right. Yeah. Um, she's established herself as that genius, just like Mark Ruffalo type in the MCU. And thrusting her into a different role isn't necessarily a bad thing, but I think it takes away from what we've, you know, what we love about her. Yeah. Yeah, Her strengths. That's the thing that I don't want them to treat Shuri as just a replacement because she had her own journey and she's such a great character and she's progressing in such a great way. But to have Michael B. Jordan come back as Killmonger would definitely be super interesting and I would love to see them do kind of a redemption arc, not just because I'm Absolutely. a huge Michael B. Jordan fan, yeah. but when you think about just the most lost characters in the MCU, like yeah. the characters that would never turn from evil to good, Killmonger's up there. Mm-hmm. So to have that arc play out where you have a character who's just, just so lost in his own way, for him to change that mentality and open up his mind to a different way of life, a different way of doing things. Yeah. I think that's such a powerful arc just for a character in the MCU. I agree. Uh, Yeah. And Michael B. Jordan, he actually uh, stated that he had a very hard time following the wrap of this movie. Um, He battled a little bit of depression and had to get some therapy and took some time off. And I guess my question with that is just like, can he open this door again? Is this something he really wants to do? Did he, has he really even thought it through? And I actually feel like it could be very healing for him in many different ways, like personally, the actor, um, not just the character, if he does get to become a hero. I think they said that this, I think I read that this was his first time ever playing a villain in a movie. So for him to actually be able to turn that around and become a hero would be so, it'd be really special, like something that we can all kind of relate to in a way, right? We've all been villains. We've all been heroes in our own story. And uh, yeah, I think that'd be really cool. I'm I'm really looking forward to seeing um, the world's sexiest man alive 2020 (laughs) in anything, personally. But (laughs) I would love to see more of him. So with that, we're going to wrap it up with a very deep dive into WandaVision. (sighs) Episode four, review, discussion, breakdown, all this stuff and things. I'm so excited. Um, We're just going to start off with initial thoughts. Brad, what sticks out at you? What is like the first thing you think of when you think of this latest episode? That cold opening Wild. with with Monica coming back after the snap. That was one of the coolest just cold openings in the MCU. Um, looking back at like, I was surprised because I didn't hear the the Marvel music, you know, and I was like, yeah, what, what is happening? And then for them to start that episode like that and give that backstory of how Maria had passed during the time she was blipped, like all this great detail, uh, the detail on sword, just Monica's background, which was just awesome. And then, you know, to, to get to the the ins and outs of, you know, the beekeeper and the helicopter, which was a drone and, you know, so on and so forth. It is just 
it it didn't further the story, but it did give so much <sighs> uh, information and answered yeah. so many questions that we had after watching the first three. In such a short amount of time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They covered so, this is something they do so beautifully. At least Disney Plus is starting to show what I've noticed right off the bat, just between Mandalorian and WandaVision. Yes. The fact that they can keep these episodes so short and progress yeah. a story and or provide information the way that they do, I'm just shocked. And I'm, I I was almost feeling ripped off. These Their episodes <laughs> are too short, but they're yeah. hitting every note that they need to. Yep. Uh, so I can't complain. Uh, Matt, what are you thinking? What stood out for you? So if I'm being honest, when I first watched this episode, I, I really enjoyed it and I really love it. And I still really love it. But now since the, you know there's been a couple of days that have passed, I look back on this episode and I've, I'm kind of un- underwhelmed. I felt it was wow. kind of underwhelming and that's an unpopular opinion, but you know that for, first of all, the opening scene, what a clever way to open up that episode after the ending of episode yeah. three, mm-hmm. where it ended with Monica getting blasted. So we all thought, all right, this episode's going to open up with Monica, but you see her start to form and you're like, what? And then you're like, Oh, okay. Okay. This is interesting. And yeah, this episode, again, I agree with you guys. This episode gave us a ton of answers in such a short amount of time. But for me personally, I felt like they could have just combined this episode with the last episode. And then right now we could just start progressing the story. Because after last week's episode, now the twins are finally here. Now is when stuff is really going to start to get crazy. So I felt that they could have just combined this episode with last week's episode and then now we can really start the story of WandaVision and see how it's going to start to build and really get crazy. But it was great to see this episode just focus on its characters. Monica, mm-hmm. Jimmy Woo. How about that car trick, right. ladies and gentlemen? <laughs> Character development at its finest. <laughs> That's a reference back to Ant-Man, if anybody's wondering. Uh, so see, good. Seeing Darcy come back and just Kat Dennings come back into that role, it feels like she's she's never left that role. I mean, yeah. she was just she's just such a natural and then again, to get more more of a backstory on Sword, we got some some lines about astronauts, and you know that could potentially set up some Fantastic Four stuff down the line. Yes, but I or think mutants. I, Did you get that kind of reference that they're creating some? Yes. Other, it was like the last. What what exactly did they say again? It was like a Cre- reference creating weapons, creating yeah. weapons. Mm-hmm. House of M. We need. To introduce mutants into this world. Yeah. And I said it after this episode, because this was such a sword heavy episode. I really believe that we're going to get Nick Fury and we're really going to start to see the connectivity of this universe. Really all the shows that are going to start to tie together. You think that's the Marvel way? Yeah, I think we're going to see Nick Fury. He's getting his secret invasion series and they referenced the school, the scrolls. In that whiteboard, when Jimmy Wu was writing down the notes, yes. the fact that they think that the scrolls could poten- the scrolls could potentially be behind this says something, and I think that alludes to the Secret Invasion series that's coming down the line. But I do think we're going to see Nick Fury. I do think we're going to see Hawkeye. Brad, we'll talk about that Hawkeye theory in a sec. I, I think we're going <laughs> to see Doctor Strange. And after this episode, I'm willing to say this right now. I think we're going to see Brie Larson's Captain Marvel. I think they're going to call in the big guns to okay. handle Wanda and get control of this situation. Yeah. I mean, in the opening uh, part of this entire episode, like the very first cold opening that you were talking about, I had to look this up. Um, one of my favorite YouTube channels is New Rockstars, and they actually broke 100%. down all yeah. every single word that was kind of coming over whatever we yeah, were hearing. The, the voiceover and at the beginning. It was it was Captain Marvel's words there, uh, which was very, very Lieutenant interesting. Lieutenant Treble. Yes. I, I'm just going to come straight in as a fan. 
Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to dissect the episode. I screamed. I stood <laughs> up. I was with my poor fiance who just broke his ankle and he's laying there and he's trying to veg out. I turned this episode on. And as soon as I saw those particles flying through the air, I, I tried not to pause it. I tried to like sink my teeth. I'm, I'm kicking myself for not recording my reaction because I literally <laughs> screamed. I had to pause it and was, no, what? Oh my God. Like I was freaking out, freaking out. Any tie into our favorite movies, you know, any tie into Endgame and all yeah. of that. It was just so exciting. Um, I am a huge Walking Dead. The way that I really got introduced Mm -hmm. into comic books was The Walking Dead. So I was very reminiscent of the initial first episode of The Walking Dead with Rick Grimes running through a hospital that is terrifying. Um, The fear that it it gave me, I mean, I just had chills. I felt so scared and and just confused, just like she did. And they did such a good job in that scene. Honestly, just that opening part for me alone has me hands down. I'm obsessed with this show. And beyond that, just a really big fan. If you are a super geek and you want to do deep dives and you want to find every single Easter egg, there are so many that you can find. You could sit there forever. I'm sure there are some that we still haven't even found yet, but I think that's really nice because I know that a lot of fans of, you know, um, superhero and Marvel and anything comic book related have a certain taste, right? And this is what I kept telling people because I am new to this podcast and you guys don't really know my take from the first two episodes or the first three. I, I loved them. I was brought up on, I dream a genie, bewitched the partridge family, Brady bunch. That's what I, my parents had me watch when I was Mm -hmm. a kid. And so I adored it, but so many fans of, Action. I mean, that's a genre. The genre is action. And if you're not getting that, of course, you're going to be a little disappointed. I kept saying, just wait, just wait, just wait. And anyone who would ask me, hey, should I check this out? I would always ask them, are you a big fan (laughs) of action? If so, hold off. Wait until episode four and then sink your teeth into the whole entire thing. Watch it almost as a movie. And so if you did do that, you did the right thing if you're looking for action. If you have not watched it yet, and this is something that you're kind of like, oh, I've heard that it's too bubblegum. Now is the time. Start it. You're going to yeah. be rewarded if you push through now. And next episode, I think, is going to be absolutely thrilling. I'm so excited. Now <laughs> is when WandaVision starts, ladies yes. and gentlemen. We have yes. the outside perspective. We have the twins and all of that stuff going on in that weird alternate reality. <laughs> and I want to talk a bit about that ending for that episode. Because at the ending of that episode, we obviously got the the back end of that scene where Wanda throws Monica out of the reality. But then we saw Wanda look at a dead vision for a split second. Oh, God. First of all, Janelle, were you like creeped out? We were watching watching it on the live watch party on on YouTube. Uh, Everyone was freaked out about it. Oh, yeah. I was just like, I was shocked. It was awful. It's awful. And it makes you wonder, obviously, like if you watch the trailer for the next episode that's coming up, um, what what do we have in store? What is going to happen when Vision tries to get out of this bubble yeah. or, you know, universe, world, Jersey, town? Mm-hmm. Like what's going to happen? Um, is he really dead? I mean, he has to be. I feel like this was them telling us flat out, hey, look, he's actually dead. Is it a corpse that she's reanimating or is it just a projection? Is she creating this version of him totally. I don't know. I can't wait to find out. There's so many different theories. 
Um, as a matter of fact, if anybody has any theories, send them to me. I want to hear them. <laughs> but yeah, I, it, that was frightening. That was absolutely frightening. It was The Walking Dead on... Why do I keep... I keep throwing The Walking Dead into the mix. But it really was. It was a zombie. It was a walker version zombie of vision. vision. It's very sad. Very sad. Brad, what are your thoughts? What do you think is happening with this dead version of Vision that everyone's freaking out about? Well, I want to backtrack just a little bit. Um, the brilliant thing about what Disney and Marvel have just done with all the films is the interconnectivity and how they pieced and strung them all together. What's excited me about what we've seen from the Mandalorian and now with WandaVision is these shows are going to fill gaps of time that we know yeah. nothing about. Like Monica coming back after the blip. That was such a pivotal moment for everybody in the universe, right? So many people were impacted and affected because of that, both when they got snapped away and when they came back. So to see how it has affected other people and other characters like Monica, who's going to have a, a long tenure with the MCU moving forward, like now we know. So those these Disney Plus shows are not only going to move the story forward, but they're going to fill gaps of time in between films that we've already seen as well as films that are coming up. So instead of having, you know... Uh, Miss Marvel just appear in a movie, we're going to get her Disney plus show and then she's going to be in a feature film. And that's what I love about Disney and, and what Marvel has done with this because they've changed the game. They've changed the game with the MCU, how mm -hmm. they, how they took all these individual IPs, strung them together and made this universe. And now they're doing it with streaming and connecting those dots. It's just incredible. So shout out to them i mean they, they just never cease to amaze me with their creativity and fan service going back to the details that you've talked about that they put in every single scene of every single episode and i'm just i, I like you i'm trying to like look and see what yeah. i miss because they every they do everything for a reason and going back to what matt was talking about you know yeah this this episode could have been underwhelming in so many ways but they're pacing it that's their job you know they're they're trying to get you I want more, right? And that's that's what they're doing. This is nine episodes, so they're just stroking it, and they're being very patient <laughs> with it because it's going to go zero to 100 real quick. And I think we've seen elements of that. So now we're on episode five coming on Friday, and it's going to be bananas. I actually then, want the sitcom to come back for yeah. this next oh, I th episode. I, think we, like, I, I think really want to be back in there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and that's the thing is it, it's now going to be that sitcom element and time's going to move faster. And I think the reality is going to start to un unwind in yeah. not mm -hmm. a good way. So I think it's going to be chaotic in this last half. Um, and that's that slow burn. You know, it percolates and gets going. So I'm excited with that regard. Um, off of what you mentioned earlier, Matt, uh, I agree. I, I would be shocked if we don't see Nick Fury. Um, since this is the first MCU Disney Plus show, I want to see the interconnectivity. Yeah. This is not Netflix. This is not ABC. Mm -hmm. I want to see that it's connected to the MCU. Darcy's great. Jimmy Woo's great. Yay. But I want to see the big guns. If the, if the most powerful Avenger goes missing and goes rogue, which now they know she's it's all Wanda. It's all Wanda. As Monica said, mm -hmm. you have to call the Avengers. You got to call Fury and you got to call people who can potentially stop her for whatever it is she's doing. Do you so believe that it's all her? To an extent, yes. Yeah. I think okay. I think there is a higher uh, power, power at bay, which I think we all know is Mephisto. I think we're yeah. all speculating and Agnes, um, but th that's a different conversation. But I do think um, Mephisto, if this is true, I think he's letting her 
do whatever, whatever she, she wants. wants. Yeah. To an extent. To an extent. Yeah. Because remember, someone was censoring that broadcast. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they don't know who they don't know who that was. But but I also I also True. wouldn't be surprised if it's Wanda. Yeah. Wanda Wanda has you know had uh, Vision rewind. She took the beekeeper away. It's her reality and her dream world, her, her dream life. And if you mm-hmm. if she doesn't like what you're doing or saying or whatever, you're yeah. out of there. And she mm-hmm. proved that by throwing Monica out of the pocket reality. I so, wish we could all just be like that in real life, right? <laughs> but but what's interesting is is having said that, she's rogue. She's doing her own thing, and she's the most powerful Avenger. I like strange got to be there. Captain Marvel has to be there. And I think you call Hawkeye because he had the most potent relationship with her other than vision. He had that mentor leadership role. So he comes in right and tries to help. We've seen set images of him with a hearing aid in Hawkeye. Now tell me how bizarre it would be if he shows up in this series and tries to help. She attacks him in some way, shape or form blows out his eardrums. And that's why he's deaf moving forward it, dude it's, I, Brad, open. Brad, the minute you said that bro i'm just like <laughs> this has to happen like you want to set up the hawkeye show and get fans hyped for hawkeye yeah as if we aren't already hyped to see Haley steinfield's kate bishop enter the mcu <laughs> do that bro <laughs> because i mean like once again it's we're so connected to these characters and invested in them individually and together we know the mentor and, and relationship that they've had together so for him to show up especially after the events of endgame knowing she lost vision pietro she got snapped like all of that that happened he'd be the first to show up and try to help yeah, yeah. so Easily. so for him to show up even for seven minutes in an episode and he gets thrown out or something bad happens to him for her to be that reason you talk about character development and things getting dark that's what i want to see i want to see like she blew up the embassy in civil war accidentally it doesn't matter she did that so she's going to accidentally hurt clint i mean he's not just going to go deaf for whatever reason like let's give some meaning to that transition of his character so he shows up to help, and that's what he gets. He gets the short end of the stick, mm-hmm. and he gets his ears decimated by whatever happens that Wanda does. So I would love to see that because, once again, it connects everything. Yeah, yeah and, and that's also- a departure, too. Like, from if you think about, yeah. like, I'm sorry, I just finished House of M, so I'm obsessing on it. But, like, the reason why she creates this alternate reality is because of, you know, what she has done to several Avengers. It's not just yes. one. So that would be a nice, like, call to a comic as well. Yeah. So I, I would love to see that. Strange, obviously, is going to be there for multiple reasons. Yeah. He's powerful, but he also understands the multiverse. So he's going to be there if he's not already there. Soups and I have talked about that before. I wouldn't be surprised if he's already there because he would be one of the first people to acknowledge and recognize yeah. the the power, the cosmic energy. Mm-hmm. And he would show up and try to see what's up. Um, on his own without even telling own. anyone. Yeah. Portal, mm-hmm. walk through. Yeah, there. Yeah. And, and, and that's what's funny is like, you know, Soups and I have talked about, you know, him potentially already being there and being captive in some way, shape or form, whether it's by Mephisto, Agnes or Wanda. We don't or know. He could just be observing. He could just be yeah. like, like, seek, like, what if we all start, we rewatch and we see just like a sliver of him somewhere, yeah. like just his hand like or something man. in the shot where <laughs> like maybe he was there all along. We didn't know it. Just watching, trying to figure her out. Well, the, the joke, well, not really a joke, but the one theory I had after episode two, I think, right? Matt yeah, yeah, yeah. was two. was uh, Agnes was carrying around this rabbit in a cage. Yeah, and and I mean, if if you're gonna go toe to toe with uh, <laughs> Master of the Mystic Arts, 
uh, and you lose, what's better than saying F you than carrying you around in a cage and turning you into a bunny? Oh like my gosh. that would, yeah. once again, he's there the whole time, but if there's a way for him to signal to Wanda that he needs help and he escapes the cage, I think that would be such a clever, you know, way to do it. Gosh, um, and there's, I'm thinking yeah. of comic books with Dr. Strange, like where he got separated from his body and he actually had to go into a rat in the sewers and try to survive. Like this has actually been written. So exactly. So, and and once again, they're so good at these details. So I, I, and once again, Monica Rambeau goes missing. You're telling me Carol Danvers wouldn't be there in a millisecond to help. Yeah. Like, and so I would love to see these kind of crossovers happen and it's not like, Oh, we're, we're flexing, but I do want to see what makes sense. And this makes sense. Totally. So I, I can't wait. I, I think the ending with vision, I, I, he's dead. Like yeah. Darcy said, he's dead, dead. dead, um, dead. So <laughs> I'm excited. I'm excited to see that because I, uh, you know, Matt and I've talked about this before, Janelle, where, um, I think she had a mental breakdown mm-hmm. and Elizabeth Olsen's talked about that. This show covers, her mental health. And that's what drew her to this, this opportunity because they're exploring that she suffered a ton of loss, a ton of, a ton of setbacks and just, just horrible, just experiences in the, in the span of we've seen her in the MCU even before. So all of that building up to her losing vision, getting snapped, coming back, you know, nearly killing Thanos. If she had more time. Uh, I also think she was enjoying that picking him apart by the way. Um, So she could have, killed him very quickly if she wanted Mm -hmm. to but she didn't want to do that um but then it ends tony's gone and now vision is dead i you know we talked about the end credit scene that was cut where her she finds vision's dead body in in a morgue type setting i wouldn't be surprised if she took it and had a episode like a mental breakdown which any normal person in that situation would have and and literally driving imagine her driving through a town and she sees a family husband and a wife and kids and it 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 triggers what she wanted and she loses it so in episode what three we saw herb and agnes talking about we're all blank and she cut him off and the two options are dead or trapped right so i think the dead thing would be morbid and dark as hell, but I would be all for it because imagine in that episode that she has, she kills the entire neighborhood, the town. She kills the entire town with this blast of energy, a cosmic radiation, whatever. And she wipes out everything. And in her panic to fix it, she creates her perfect little world. Do you think Disney plus would be open to such a concept? Like I I know that they're because it is. Okay. We'll find out. I really think they would because, you know, one of the things we got to remember here is that, and this series has done such a great job of, you know, portraying the horror elements so yeah. far. We know Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness is going to be a whole, the Marvel's first take at a horror film. And we're seeing those horror elements. But aren't they kind of like dulling it down? I heard that they're not going to like lean into the horror as much as oh, yeah. they wanted to. I mean, it's not going to be like The Conjuring, but, you know. <laughs> Well, I, all I know is that when er, when everyone saw Dead Vision, the majority of people were frightened. Gas. That that yes. showed me that showed me that they're not playing games. Yeah. Well, that that was when he walked in. I looked at his face. I'm like, yeah. His face is darker than what we saw in previous episodes. I was like, something's wrong about the contrast. And then when they zoomed in, I was like, oh, okay. That makes sense. <laughs> 
So uh, that that gave me hope. And we've seen in some some trailers clips of where her reality is flickering and you see like wood beams and everything's kind of burnt and and gross, which kind of makes me think that maybe it is the dead like wasteland that she's created. Um, And she is taking the people that she's killed and turn them into paid actors. Animated. Yeah. Yeah. And and. Oh, it'd be so good. And, you know, they mentioned that in this episode, we're talking about energy that dates back to the Big Bang. Exactly. You think anyone around her could survive (laughs) that type of energy coming out of her? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And and that that leads into the the other theory that we all have, which is that she's going to create the mutants in this universe. Yes. If she hasn't already activated Monica's mutant gene by blasting her out of the reality, when you're playing with that amount of energy... And again, another theory we all have is that she's going to like rip a hole in the multiverse by the end of all this. Well, maybe she has already. If you're talking about the power of the Big Bang, maybe that's what opened up the opportunity for Agnes and Mephisto to Mm. creep on in. Right. Right. That that might have been it. And then, like you said, that that energy, we've had all the insane amount of energy. We've had all the snaps from an infinite. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, now and now this, now this, right? So in Infinity War, uh they were uh, Wong was talking about how the Infinity Stones were created due right. to the Big Bang. Yes. So straight in with Doctor Yeah, Doctor Strange. So the Big Bang created that, those stones. So if the Big Bang can create the stones, we now have five basically cosmic waves that have happened and this one's in New Jersey. So it's not a stretch to think that this wave on top of what may happen at the end of the show is triggering that mutant gene all across the world and obviously in the United States. So it's, it's, I mean, they're so masterful with the level of detail and the way they plan five to 10 moves ahead. That's why I'm, really trying to think outside of the box with these stuff because there are twists that no one is seeing come coming down the road so i i love this show i love so fun and i like you janelle i can't wait for loki that's probably my number one show i can't can't wait loki was number one and now that wandavision came out i'm like i don't know man i love wandavision so i don't know (sighs) I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm excited for Falcon and the Winter Soldier. I've heard that's going to be just like all the MCU films, very exciting, yeah. action heavy. And uh, don't get me wrong, I can't wait to watch it. Right. But Loki as Loki. a crime as a crime thriller, absolutely time. Ah, like, uh, like Tom absolutely, I feel like we all have kind of our own Marvel side that we like. Like, there's the land heroes, like yeah. Falcon Winter Soldier. Mm-hmm. There's the time travel. There's I am cosmic. I like yeah. cosmic magic time travel. Like I doctor, I have a TARDIS behind me. Like I'm a Doctor Who fan. Like I love <laughs> space. Guardians is my favorite movie of the entire universe. Like I love, I love that. So that is why I pull for Loki. That's why I'm excited about Wanda. That's why I'm, you know, just so I, I'm new to the podcast. Doctor Strange is my favorite hero, just I so everyone it. knows. Um, and yeah, so this is really exciting. Any closing thoughts? Like what? what's like one thing you want to end with so that everybody knows about uh, every, Everybody should know that leaks have happened. Stay yeah. far away yeah. from Twitter okay. and the internet. Um, I, I've stayed far away, but Same. I've had people reach out to me saying it is insane. Like a huge spoiler that will literally ruin it for oh you. Oh gosh! So stay um, away. Yeah, yeah. So stay away. Um, Don't so, Google too much. Yeah, yeah. Again, and I think it's extremely disrespectful if you're one of these people that are going around spreading these leaks because guys, like th- tens of thousands of 
of people have worked on this show. And this isn't just one show. This is an entire universe yeah. that, where their story has all built up to this show. So I think it's extremely disrespectful to go out there and try to be spoiling it and leaking it when there's a reason that they're releasing these episodes. Again, even yeah. though I thought this episode was very underwhelming, <laughs> I think there's a reason that there's they're releasing these episodes a certain way because they want to literally condition us to be ready when that season finale comes around. <laughs> yeah. So with it, that it, being said, not, again, yeah. stay, stay away from social media, stay away from these leaks because and it's, it's not cool for a reason. and it's not funny to, to ruin this for other people. So just Fact. stop. Perfectly so, said. So if, that, if that's how we're going to close it, huh? Avoid so, the spoilers. Yes. Keep watching WandaVision. Hit us up on all the social media platforms to discuss. We want to engage with everyone. That is why I'm here. I'm so glad to be here with you guys. Thanks and for letting me to join. Janelle. I'm excited. I'm so excited. Welcome to the squad. Uh, <laughs> Welcome yes. to Soup's Disputes. Yes, deep dives. And I will say that for our very first episode together, Matt, you and I are actually disputing because I freaking love this episode. So you've got <laughs> your name in the podcast. You're wrong. You're wrong. We'll let the fans decide. All right. <laughs> so, guys, with that being said, first of all, huge shout out to Janelle. Welcome to Soup's Disputes. Today was so much fun. We freaking love having you on. We can't wait for next week. Hey. Guys, make sure to, t- to check out Janelle's content, check out Brad's content, check out my other content, all linked in the description of this video. Thank you guys for tuning into Soup's Disputes. We love you guys 3000, and we'll see you guys next time.